Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. In the tradition of dying, people are buried in the ground and usually just a regular headstone is placed. But some people are a little more grandiose and require a bit more pizzazz with their graves. We're gonna take a look at a few of those right now here on Hometown Ghost Stories covering Strange Graves. side content. I'm super excited for it. Before we jump into what we're covering, I am your host, Rob Coakley, joined as always by Jesse Wilkins. Thank you for having me. And Dave Wilkins. Thank you for having me. God, I hate you guys so much. Like, it's a different show. It's it's not a movie review. Let's do some, let's have as much pizzazz as some of these graves we're going to cover, guys. Let's get that excitement from a negative one to at least a three. Right. I I apologize for not being as exciting as a gravestone. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's indefensible, really. But yes, we we are going to be doing something new today. We're going to be covering some strange graves that are throughout the world. Honestly, there's some in different countries that we're going to talk about today. And I've come across so many of these that I think it's important to share with our listeners that might not have seen these. For our audio listeners, we're going to do our best to describe what the graves look like, but I have a write-up for every single grave. You guys, uh, you guys haven't seen these graves in advance, so you're going to be getting Jesse and Dave's first reaction to them as we pull them up on screen. And I think it's going to be a fun little exercise in seeing what people value in terms of their final resting place. Yeah, I've seen some strange graves before, so I'm kind of excited to hop into this. It's an interesting subject. I don't know if people all know this, but I always tend to live in a graveyard. My last house, I was right across the street from a graveyard. The road was literally called Winslow Cemetery Road. And now I'm in my new house and, well, new, but the house that I live in now, literally right across the street from another graveyard. So quiet neighbors, you know, they stay peaceful for the most part. But I remember the the first, the, the house I was in before this one, it was a regular 
cemetery. There was, it was a historic one. There was a, a figure, the governor of Massachusetts for a while or whatever, Isaac Winslow. I think he was governor, right? Governor Isaac Winslow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how we got that. That's how we got that title, right? <laughs> so we got the title of governor. Probably. Yeah. Edward <laughs> Winslow. Isaac Winslow is also there, I think. Yeah, but he wasn't the governor. Okay. Edward was the governor. So. <laughs> You asked, you said correct. I said no. <laughs> right. But I mean, he could have been, he just called himself the governor, I guess. Maybe, maybe that was his nickname in college. <laughs> could have been it. Could have been it. You don't want to rule it out. You know, this is history. But I remember that at that graveyard, there was a very strange gravestone. I think I brought you over to, to see it. At least you rub. But I was like, you got to see this because there's one over there and it's just the most condescending, like self-centered gravestone ever. <laughs> it's not even this guy's grave. There's a gravestone and literally all it says on it the only thing it says it doesn't have names, dates, nothing. It just says my wife. <laughs> That's it. I'm just like, dude, do you think this guy went to the, the, the people that make the headstones and was like, listen, I need a headstone for my wife. He's like, I just saw Borat. I need to make this gravestone. Not even that. Maybe he just didn't provide them with any more information. And the guy's like trying to write him letters or call him or whatever. I don't know how old this grave is. Nobody does. And maybe he's trying to get caught. Like, hey, dude, I need information so I can make this. And eventually, he's like, "Fuck it, you know what? This is all you said. Is this my wife? That's what you're getting. It just says my wife. Boom. <laughs> There's your headstone. Maybe he was an incel and wanted everyone to believe he had a wife. So he made up a story. He's like, I did have a wife, but she died, and no one believed him. So he got the gravestone. <laughs> See, <laughs> right, right there. there. My so wife. Right there. That's my wife. That's my, my wife. <laughs> like, sir, this isn't even a graveyard. This is your driveway. He's like, no. <laughs> the headstone says my wife. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Let's talk about our first grave. Um, so some of these breakdowns are written from different articles that I pulled. The first four are from Atlas Obscura. And this is the grave of Victor Noir from Paris, France. And oh, <laughs> for oh. audio listeners. laugh at this guy's grave. That's not what this is about, yeah. but We're, we'll talk about it in a second. Let me read the write up on it okay. and then we'll break down what it looks like. So Victor was a 19th century political journalist shot in a duel by Prince Pierre Bonaparte in 1870. He became a symbol of the imperial justice um, and a martyr for the Republic. More than 100,000 people came to his funeral where frenetic weeping was mixed with calls for insurrection. After the downfall of the second empire, Victor Noir's remains were transferred to the Pierre Leches Cemetery and a bronze effigy was commissioned. Noir was depicted as an elegant man lying dead on the floor after the impact of the lethal bullet, his top hat tipped over on, his, on its side. Delu chose to represent Noir in a very realistic way, his face having the detailed quality of a cast death mask. However, another detail of Noir's anatomy would soon get more attention than the sober realism of the memorial bronze. Victor's grave remains one of the most popular at Pierre Lachaise. That's me trying to speak French, right? But not because of it. symbolism. Generations of women have come to kiss his lips and rub his bulge, believing <laughs> in good luck. Really? <laughs> and a half of this action, Victor Noir's lips and groin are shiny and nickel clean, while the rest of his body presents the greenish tone of oxidized bronze. So... Do you want do one of you want to describe the first image that we have of Victor's, I guess, effigy over his remains? Yeah, it, so it looks like a dead body. 
Mm -hmm. It's actually well done. And yeah, you mentioned that people kiss his lips and rub his groin and maybe his shoes as well, because it looks like the shoes are also worn out. But basically, you have this big turquoise colored statue of a guy just laying dead as hell on the ground. It's like the ultimate, like, you lost the duel. And guess what? That's how you're going to be remembered yeah. forever is by losing this duel. It's like... Yeah. I can only imagine that whoever shot him like showed up to the grave like all the time. I was like, yeah, get shit on, bro. Remember? <laughs> I did this to you and then rubs his dick and walks away. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. crazy because the effect of people rubbing that area of his pants has left it look like, I mean, it looks like he pissed his pants because that's what it looks like now. <laughs> it looks like he got shot. He died. He's laying there. He pissed himself. And, and that's what we have. Yeah. Also, who, started, who started the crotch rubbing thing? So it had to have been like some lady went there, kissed him, and then just like started rubbing him. And then someone caught her. And she goes, oh, no, everyone does this. It's good luck. <laughs> Everybody does it. I swear to God, everyone does it. So you should do it, too, because it's good luck. That I has to be it. how it started, right? I, I would assume so. It's just France. It just sounds like such a France thing to do. And rub his balls. <laughs> we'll have a menage a trois at the graveyard. <laughs> And so let's pull up the second picture of Victor as well. This is a little bit more of a close-up of his face. And as you gentlemen can see, his nose, his mouth, his chin are completely still polished, polished with everything else oxidized around him. And I didn't pull up all the pictures I found of him. You can find pictures of women just absolutely straddling him in the graveyard. It's It's really strange. But again, it's France. So... I don't know what's socially acceptable and what's not. I just think that don't make a statue of my dead body, please. Like do, do something a little bit. If you guys are going to make a statue for me, which I assume you will when I pass away, yes. that it's not going to be of my dead body with my top hat next to me. It's going to be, it's going to be of you in a frog suit. Perfect. I'll take it. We're going to throw yep. it in a well. <laughs> <laughs> just me peeking out of the well with the frog. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> We're going to do that. That's perfect. All right. Let's jump into our second story. And this is Francis Hazarot from Cleveland, Ohio. And this one's a little bit more terrifying. Perhaps the most famous statue at Lakeview Cemetery is the Angel of Death Victorious, seated on the marble gravestone of one Francis Hazarot. The life-size bronze angel holds an upside-down torch, a symbol of life extinguished. Perhaps its most unsettling feature, however, is how the statue appears to be weeping black tears all the time. These, quote-unquote, tears formed over time, an effect of the aging bronze combined with the impressive sculpting work of the piece itself. This lacrimal lacrimal feature attracts a number of visitors and tourists each year and we have a picture of this angel pulled up and it is the stuff of nightmares this is absolutely terrifying is what i'll say and dave do you want to describe this for us yeah this is a basically an angel holding a sword sitting with two giant wings and this looks similar to the other one in the sense that it's the patinaed metal where it's green, kind of like the Statue of Liberty, but it looks like it's actually crying black ink. It looks like a cover of an Ozzy Osbourne album. 
It it's, does look like the cover of a Ozzy Osbourne album. Where is this, Rob? This is in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really scary. Yeah. So I don't know if I have any other pictures of this one to pull up. I think I have a close-up. So here is a close-up wow. of the face where you can actually see the black tears that are running down. And I'm going to say that this is the scariest thing you're going to see today mm. on this show, but probably it might be the scariest thing you see all week, to be completely honest. It is. This is terrifying. Have you looked into if there's any ghost stories about any of these statues? I didn't. I wanted to leave it just in case. But if there were any that I would have looked into, it would have been this one. So I uh, feel like this is one where even if there isn't a haunting tied to it, people would create legends around it because this thing is absolutely horrifying looking. You get more of it here. It almost looks like war paint or something. But yeah, the black ink look, it's its unbelievably terrifying. If you're an audio listener, you're definitely going to want to come over to YouTube and, and check out the images of this or swing on over to Twitter. We'll share it on Twitter. But wow, yeah. that, is a, that is a scary image. We'll make a whole section on Discord as well and throw all these images in Discord. All right, so let's go from the absolute scariest grave that we were going to see. And let's have a little bit more fun, right? I'm going to tell you guys about a grave for a person that is still alive right now. Oh. And that person that's still alive is Nicolas Cage. Nicolas okay. Cage has already purchased his gravesite and built his gravestone. And it's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Is that where he's from? No, but that's where he's going to be buried. And there are plenty of pyramid tombs, but most date to the 19th, 19th century and earlier. This one is not only modern, but empty. Actor Nicolas Cage purchased the plot in the famous St. Louis Cemetery Number no. 1 and erected a stark nine-foot-tall stone pyramid for himself. There is no name on the pyramid yet, but it is emblazoned with the Latin maxim Omni Ab Uno, which translates to everything from one. The actor himself has chosen to remain silent about his reasoning for this flamboyant tomb. Some speculate it's an homage to the National Treasure movie franchise. Others think the pyramid is evidence of the strange actor's ties to the probably fictitious secret Illuminati society. The more paranormally minded suggests that the pyramid is where Cage will regenerate his immortal self. So, Do you hear that, Jesse? They called your yeah. society fictitious. Yeah. Oh, the Society of Nuclear Physicists? Because I'm pretty sure that's not fictitious. Uh, this is the most awesome Nicolas Cage thing that he's done this week. This is amazing, but making it a pyramid after the National Treasure movies makes me wonder how long before somebody breaks into this thing and tries to steal the Declaration of Independence from it. Yeah. As for our audio listeners, it is this white pyramid with that, with that Latin phrase emblazoned and an empty nameplate for when he passes away. And we're going to New Orleans this year. Have to check this out for sure. And I don't know. I mean, this is already a popular graveyard. I don't... We're going to need somebody to take Nicolas Cage out before we go there. So... <laughs> Jesse. Allegedly. It's a joke. <laughs> we, we can still, it's going to look the same whether he's in it or not. 
but it won't be the same. The Declaration of Independence <laughs> won't be there until his body's there. Maybe we rate it anyways. I feel like he would want us to, right? You think Nicolas Cage will want us to break into his property on purpose? Yeah, I think so. I don't know about that, but I'm in. Let's do it. All right. This cannot be used against us in a court of law, by the way. We're all, oh, it's all well, jokes here. Well, not now, now that you said it can't. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> just That's what we need to make sure that we write on everything is just allegedly. So that was a little bit more of a fun one. I think that this is awesome. Kudos to Nicolas Cage for coming up with already buying his tombstone, having it in place. Picked a badass cemetery too. Picked mm. a great cemetery to be in. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for oh, yeah. pre-picking your plot and just being ready to go whenever it happens. So mm-hmm. kudos to Nicolas Cage. Our next one, a little bit closer to us, gentlemen. This is the grave of Joseph Palmer in Lemonster, Mass. Lemonster. Lemonster. Joe Palmer. Joe Palmer. <laughs> Joe Palmer is such a perfect Massachusetts name. Um, Welcome Joseph- to Joe Palmer's garage. <laughs> I bet he makes really good pizza. So Joseph Palmer began wearing a beard in the 1820s, in spite of the fact that beards had been out of fashion for nearly a century. Palmer was considered by most all in his small town to be slovenly and ungodly. He was even criticized by his local preacher for communing with the devil, famously responding to the accusation, quote, if I remember correctly, Jesus wore a beard, not unlike me, end quote. This is, where it gets, this is where it gets crazy. In May of 1830, Palmer was attacked by four men outside of a hotel in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. So Fitchburg. It's the most Fitchburg thing to do. <laughs> Armed with razors and scissors, the men attempted to forcibly shave Palmer's face. <laughs> but the bee-whiskered man... <laughs> the what? The bee-whiskered man... Is that what you call bearded people? I yeah. guess so. I am bee-whiskered. <laughs> I love that. Stabbed two of his attackers with a pocket knife and was subsequently arrested for assault. He could have. He was arrested? He was arrested. Oh, that's bullshit. He could have avoided jail by paying a fine and court fees, but Palmer refused, maintaining his innocence and, more importantly, his right to a glorious beard. He was subsequently jailed for 15 months, including time in solitary confinement. Upon leaving prison, Palmer joined the Fruitlands Utopian community in nearby Harvard. After being influenced by his friendship with fellow Fruitlander Louisa May Alcott, who wrote a character based on him, Palmer died in... What are the Fruitlanders? Let's find out. It's going to be a cult. Palmer died in 1865, and his tombstone displays a portrait of him with a long beard, a final act of rebellion. So on this man's tomb is a, is a portrait of Santa Claus, essentially. It's just this dude's face with this big, glorious beard. And these it's weird, super cartoonish. It's very cartoony for the 1800s. But it's a it's a fun grave. You would walk by this and you would be like, holy shit, what is this? I need to know more about this. And you just heard about it. And can we talk about guys that are like, we really got to get to Joe Palmer and shave his beard. Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, like, and it, like, it's not like it was like a religious thing. It just went out of style. These, these people are <laughs> serious about style. Like, what, don't you know? It was so last year, Joe. 
And apparently he kicked it off again because I'm pretty sure Beards came back shortly after. Yeah, we are all bewhiskered. All three of our audio listeners that haven't looked at our faces, all of us, bewhiskered. You are are slightly less bewhiskered than us. Mm -hmm. Slightly less. Well, it's the new style. (laughs) And I'm going to show up with my, I'm going to Fitchburg. I'm picking up some buddies. Okay. If they haven't been arrested yet, I'm going to get them. I'm going to bring them down. We're going to shave your faces. A few monstrous fellows. <laughs> no, not the frogs. Not the frogs. Not the I, frogs. Here's another image. It is like very comical, this grave. He's just kind of, he's got his head kind of cocked to the side. He's got a bit of a smile on his face. He has no eyeballs. It should be a scary grave, but it's just so goofy. Nope. And the nope. fact that it says on his grave, it says, persecuted for wearing the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And then down the bottom, it says Palmer, but that's it. Doesn't say when he was born. Doesn't say when he died. It just, he's still on this beard kick. He and basically took it to the, the grave. <laughs> the, according to Google, the Fruitlands, they're, they're basically kind of like Amish types, but they're kind of uh-huh. just like, we don't like society or economics or whatever. So we're going to do our own thing. Mm, gotcha. um, I don't know if it's fully Amish or something like that. The Fruitlander is going to come after us. Be good. It's not <laughs> what we're about. <laughs> we just love our beards. All right, so we're going to go from the Palmer beard story, which is wild, to perhaps a more spiteful grave. And this is the Davis Memorial in Hiawatha, Kansas. And this story is written from the KansasSampler.org. Kentuckian John Davis moved to Brown County in 1878. He met and married Sarah, and they settled north of Hiawatha. They were hardworking, frugal, and childless. They moved to Hiawatha in 1915 and lived ordinary lives, a quiet routine. When Sarah died in 1930, John suddenly became a big spender. He removed a simple Davis headstone from his wife's grave in Mount Hope Cemetery and began to erect a massive memorial to the sacred memory of his wife. In a few years, 11 Italian marble or granite life-size statues were positioned beneath the canopy or surrounding it. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. These included an empty overstuffed chair a winged angel version of Sarah and prayer and figures of Davis without his left hand, which he lost to infection as the, as the memorial grew. So did the dismay of townspeople. These were the years of the great depression and community leaders wanted Davis to underwrite a hospital. He ignored their request. His stubbornness in the face of public criticism was prelude to a legend. Some of his peers insist that Davis never treated his wife as royally in life as he did in death. They suspect his generous gift was intended more as a slap in the face to his wife's heirs than it was a tribute to Sarah. He had a marble and granite wall erected to discourage visitors from walking among the statues. Into the 1940s, the eccentric Davis visited the memorial weekly and sometimes personally greeted tourists. The irony is that the Davis Memorial has benefited the community. Every year, thousands of visitors come to Mount Hope Cemetery to view the marble statues and to hear the story of the memorial's eccentric creator. And as we have it pulled up, do you want to describe it a little bit for us, Dave? 
Yeah, so it's kind of you got a mausoleum, and there are I count looks like seven statues of people. There are three gentlemen sitting in looks like lazy boy recliners in the front <laughs> of the mausoleum, and then there are four statue figures standing underneath the mausoleum, facing each other that like you can soldiers. See. That I think there's see. more. Yeah, I think there's more. We have a couple more pictures of it as well, but this one is so different and so spiteful too right like if he was just making these just to squander his fortune just so like people couldn't inherit the money mm -hmm. so now i'm just gonna make another statue of my wife or myself because it's just I, like a bunch of statues of the two of them you love this i know you do i do I love actually love this this, this, is, yeah, amazing. this is this is great i love the vacant chair too and it's yeah, just like he didn't in there. yeah he's got himself all bewhiskered in this chair and then there's <laughs> nobody in the other one. It literally just says the vacant chair next to it. Yeah. Kind of creepy actually. Yeah. Why is there, why was there the need to write the vacant chair on it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. He had to spend some more money. <laughs> He's yeah. like, wait, there's a little leftover. Guess what? The chair, we're going to go ahead and put a label on it. We're going to describe it, it. It only would have been better if he just labeled it chair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the vacant isn't needed. Like we know it's vacant. We yeah. can see that nobody's in it. Yeah. We also don't need to know any of this. It's all, we just visually, we know that it's a vacant chair. So was that, was that him in that picture there, that statue? That was him in that picture. Yeah. All the statues looks, in this. He looks are, exactly like the type of person who would do something like this. Oh, for sure. We, we were pretty positive that this is what this dude would look like. You can see it in his face in this one mm -hmm. where he just, he has this look of disdain. <laughs> I love the look on the angel behind them. They have an angel who's like face palming behind. It's like, oh God, he wants some spending all his money. He's like, yeah, I'll make a statue out of that too. <laughs> so that is the tale of uh, the, the statues of disdain is what I'm going to call it. And that leads us to our last one. Let's have some fun with this last one, right? We've I'm ready for some fun. We've had some fun. We've had some scary, but let's end this in London. This is the grave of Steve Marsh, and this is from the Daily Mail. When car fanatic Steve Marsh died last year, age 51, his family wanted to mark his passing with a big gesture. And after getting permission from the authorities, they came up with this headstone. <laughs> In the shape of his favorite BMW M3 convertible. The granite scale model, which had to be imported from the Far East, cost around $70,000, almost as much as the real thing. Um, however, eyebrows are already being raised with locals questioning how it was allowed and what it could lead to next. Weighing one ton, the BMW sculpture had to be lowered over Mr. Marsh's grave by crane in an operation involving 20 people. The detailed design includes silver painted lights, a complete dashboard, and tiny BMW logos on the wheels. It even has the personalized license plate, Steve One. Mr. Marsh, who was known as BMW Steve because of his love of the cars, died in his sleep last April. He had been suffering heart problems. So this is a more recent one. I think it was 2011, if I remember correctly. And this family just built an entire BMW graves. Just I think it's awesome. I think yeah, it's amazing. It. You like this car? The, this thing came out amazing. Yeah, I thought it was Power Wheels at first, but it's not. Apparently, this thing costs 70 grand. <laughs> and to the people around, they're like, well, what's this going to start? And, you know, this is going to start. Who cares? Yeah. It's what he liked. He liked this car. 
this was put him. It, put it Hopefully. there. If you got the 70 grand, cool. Most people probably don't. So I don't think you have anything to worry about with people building all sorts of crazy sculptures. But it's it's goofy. I, I wouldn't have done this. But it's awesome. It came out absolutely beautiful. Like this thing is yeah. no – like when you think of it. So for audio listeners, you're probably thinking like, oh, they have a gravestone that's sort of carved like a car. Like, no, this looks like a BMW just parked in the graveyard. Yeah. And it's not. It's not a Power Wheels. It's not going to rust over time. It's not going to fade in the sun. It's not going to wither away. It's going to be there forever. This, this thing is awesome. Love it. Love every second of it. Imagine in 200 years, right? If humanity's still here and there's graveyards are still there and you're walking around from 200 years from now and you see this car, it's like, what is that thing? And then you like look up the history of like, what is the BMW? What is this car? Uh, it, it's because things are going to be so different 200 years from now. It'd be like if somebody put a horse and carriage on top of their grave yeah, that I'm we sure went there's, to. There's probably some out there like that. But it, yeah, if you saw like some super antique car, a 200-year-old car, it'd be sick. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I mean, yeah. To your point, Jesse, 70 grand. Not a lot of people are going to be spending that much money on a gravestone. So like, let's relax on what it's going to do. And what do you if, care? And what's what it gonna do? do? Oh my god, I can't believe how awesome the cemetery is now. Fuck you, you tool. Like it's, yeah. it's gonna, everything's gonna be great. The last thing we need is people spending more money on things. Like, no, it's gonna <laughs> look amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's what your thing is, he I mean his his damn name was BMW Steve. They call them BMW Steve. Like, yeah, let's put a BMW up there. They they don't call me Frog Rob for nothing. There's gonna be me in a well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a frog costume. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fun. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm all for it. Like do, do what makes you happy in death as a family, as, as a person, do you want a gravestone of, you know, whatever, just do it. When you present that that grave is the definition of fuck you money. It Uh, is. No, the one before it was, this one was, (laughs) this one was also, but the first one a little more, but now, this is awesome. When you presented this idea of going through weird gravestones, I was like, it's going to be tough because I don't want to make fun of someone's grave. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. There was none of that. All of these graves are the most awesome things I've ever seen. So well done putting together a list of things that we didn't feel compelled to make fun of instead. Like, I'm just, I'm on board with every single one of these. It went from creepy to kind of what the hell is going on here in France. Maybe that's the closest we got to making fun of one, but that's, Still, at the same time, it's just such a weird thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> but the rest of them are just awesome. That angel is the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the Nicolas Cage thing is a lot of fun. So it, it's just, it. uh, there's countless, countless like really fun graves to look at. So I think we're going to be doing more of these as long as the people like it. But I thought it was fun. So I'm glad be, you guys enjoyed it. It's going to be a lot of fun if we dig a little bit deeper. Not in the graves, but if we take a little deeper <laughs> into the stories, and now look what, what their bodies look like now. No, if we <laughs> tell them if, we dig, if we dig a little deeper on the stories and find out whether or not there are any hauntings connected to these stories, because if there isn't one tied to that angel, I'm, I'm going to be surprised. So I agree. Some, uh, some cool stories here. Love it. Hell yeah. I think that'll pretty much do it, gentlemen. Huh? That's going to do it for this first episode of Strange Graves. If you like it. Why don't you leave a comment on the video? Why don't you jump over to Discord and let us know? Because we are always trying to come up with these new side content things. And hey, if and you find a strange grave, send us a yeah. picture. 
drop it in Discord, send it in an email, let us know so we can put together another one of these episodes for sure. Yeah, we, we actually already have a graveyard tab in Discord. That's where we'll throw the pictures for this on Friday or Saturday, and uh, you'll be able to go scroll through and look at them there. But that's going to do it for myself. That's going to do it for Dave. That's going to do it for Jesse. We'll catch you next time. Peace.